So it is indeed Palm Sunday, a day of celebration. It's interesting because we as Christians who are familiar with, with Jesus's life and ministry on the earth know that this joyous occasion is short-lived. Jesus' Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey was fulfillment of prophecy. King Jesus riding into Jerusalem foretold by the prophet Zechariah hundreds if not thousands of years before the event actually took place. But see, we as the church see this event, Palm Sunday, in its entirety, in the whole scope of what we call Holy Week, where triumphal entry on Sunday leads to crucifixion on Friday. How do you go from being hailed as Messiah and then have the very same people just a few days later shout, crucify him? Well, this is all part of God's plan for your salvation and my salvation. These things must occur so that you and I can be saved. And so we begin with Zechariah's prophecy, the prophet Zechariah, who foretold of Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem centuries before the event unfolded before the people on that glorious Sunday. And he says, rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he. Humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. What a glorious prophecy of the triumphal entry of the king. Now, Mark's gospel tells us, much like Luke's gospel, this story of the triumphal entry of, of when Jesus sent the disciples to get the colt, the donkey, and they placed him upon it and he rode in. Listen to Mark's gospel account. He says, then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. See, it's quite the spectacle that the people are making over this man, Jesus. And their questions are running through their mind. They see prophecy being fulfilled in front of their very eyes. And they say, could this be the king who will deliver Jerusalem from the hands of her oppressors? Look, he's riding on a donkey, just as the scriptures foretold. It has to be him. It has to be the Messiah, the king, our deliverer promise of old. But how quickly the shouts of praise and joy would 
turned to shouts of anger and disappointment and frustration because what the people couldn't understand, just as many people today can't understand, they, they couldn't wrap their minds around the fact that this Jesus was not an earthly king. See, Paul wrote in his letter to the church at Philippi, he, he told them who this Jesus was. He says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but rather emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, there's no question that Jesus is who he said he was. The thing is, it's all about expectations with those people hailing him, riding in on the donkey and and with us today. Have you ever been disappointed because your expectations weren't met? Or is it just me? I, you know, there have been some things in my life, I can't recall specifics right now, but I know that I have had expectations of something coming to pass. And when whatever it was came to pass, it was not nearly what I thought it would be. Have you ever been discouraged because what actually happened was not anywhere close to what you had expected to happen? If that's happened to you, think back, recall if you can, what was your reaction? Were you, were you angry? Maybe frustrated? Maybe a little depressed? Did you want to lash out at the source of your shattered expectations? Did you want to blame someone else for your disappointment? See, our, our human condition fallen, broken human condition puts most of us in a position where we are prime candidates for disappointment regarding our expectations. And very often, when dealing with things of a spiritual nature, when dealing with things of a faith nature, the disappointment we experience comes from our expectations being far too low. We make God smaller than his capability. We put him in the God box and we only take him out in case of emergency. In case of emergency, break glass on the God box. We make him smaller than he is capable of. The people here in this triumphal entry scene, we're disappointed that Jesus did not hop off the donkey and overthrow the Roman oppressors. See, they didn't realize that Jesus came to overcome sin and death, 
Roman oppressors were small potatoes. Jesus came to fix the big problem, the big issue. And they rolled out the red carpet for him. They laid down the palm branches. They took off their cloaks and cast it on the ground in front of the donkey. And then, after all that, in their eyes, Jesus didn't deliver on their expectations. They praised him as king, and he didn't live up to the title in their wee little minds. See, as as Christians, for for most of us, Palm Sunday is, is bittersweet. Finally, it seems that Jesus is getting the praise and the honor that is due him, but then we know the whole narrative that just as Jesus said again and again to his disciples, he would die on a cross and then three days later he would rise from the dead. Can can you fathom for just a minute the love of a God who would do that for you? Are you able to let go of your human expectations long enough to consider yourself the way that Christ thought of himself? He humbled himself. Paul says, think of yourselves the way Christ thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but he didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to those advantages. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and he took on the status of a slave and he became human. And once he became human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then he died the selfless, obedient death and not just death, but the worst kind of death, death on a cross. But the thing is, because of that obedience, God the Father lifted him and honored him far beyond anyone, anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, all of them will bow in worship before Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all and all of it to the glory and honor of God the Father. See, Palm Sunday is a gateway into the Jerusalem that is your own heart. Will you allow Jesus to ride triumphantly into the Jerusalem that is your heart and your mind? See, it's an opportunity to consider just what exactly our expectations are of this man, Jesus. As we enter this holy week and begin our final steps with Jesus to the cross. What are your expectations regarding him? Who is Jesus to you? Is he just an earthly king and prophet from stories long ago? Or is he the living Lord of all creation? Is he your personal Messiah? Or have you put him into the God box 
and made him something far less in your life. Something to think about as we journey to the cross this week. But for now, the one time in history where the people of Israel got it right, we praise Jesus as King. We join in their chorus along with all the chorus in heaven. Every time we take communion and recite the liturgy, we say, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor, David. Hosanna in the highest. See, Hosanna means salvation has come. Hosanna in the highest means let us join with all the heavenly host as we sing our song of praise. Let our song resound on earth as it is in heaven. As we sing salvation, salvation, salvation has come. See, that's what we're doing on this Palm Sunday. And we do it even though we know that Good Friday is coming. But see, Jesus looked forward to the joy that was coming, not the cross. That was a necessary stop. The joy that Jesus looked forward to was the resurrection. The defeat of sin and death. And so. What I say to you this morning is don't set your expectations of Jesus to love. Set your hope on him. Set your expectations as high as the highest heavens because he is who he said he is. He is king of kings, Lord of lords, the one to whom every knee will bow. This is the Jesus that we worship. This is the reason to celebrate and cry out Hosanna in the highest. Yes, the cross is coming. But without the cross, there can be no resurrection. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our final hymn this morning, what a day that will be.
Christ, in your gifts to us, you have provided us the way to live and to serve you. In both your triumph and your suffering, you deserve our praise. And so through the gifts we offer now, we express to you our longing to serve and to follow wherever you lead us. Amen. 